Welcome back to the Barefoot Office. (sighs) I'm so glad that you're here. I haven't hardly been here. Of course, it's been six days since I recorded, and about that, there's two things I want to say, only one of which I'm going to say, and it's that as I've been kind of reflecting and ruminating on that, this is my spiritual practice. And because it's my spiritual practice, not my job, not my assignment, not my ticket or entry into heaven or anybody's good graces or love, it's my spiritual practice. And that means if there are seasons where I'm super consistent and seasons where I'm not, that's okay. That's okay. And I give myself permission for that to be okay, and it feels good. feels better now to say it here, but anyways, of course, Lent starts in just a few days, so hopefully I will be able to be quite consistent during Lent, and maybe this Lenten season, maybe there will be some space in my life to figure out how to... um, fold in the Instagram kind of digital content creation piece that I've always thought should be a part of this, but we'll see. We'll see. For now, why don't you take a deep breath? And if you haven't, take off your shoes. For the place where you are is holy. As we read these few verses from the Gospel of Mark, as we spend time with each other and with Jesus, where does your attention go? While Jesus was still speaking, people came from the synagogue ruler's house saying, Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? But Jesus, when he had heard the message spoken, immediately said to the ruler of the synagogue, Don't be afraid, only believe. Jesus allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. He came, Jesus came to the synagogue ruler's house, and he saw an uproar, weeping and great wailing. When Jesus had entered in, he said to them, Why do you make an uproar and weep? The child is not dead, but is asleep. They ridiculed Jesus. But he, having put them all out, took the father of the child, her mother, and those who were with him, and went in where the child was lying. Taking the child by the hand, Jesus said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, being interpreted, Girl, I tell you, get up. Where does your attention go in this reading? For me, it's, I tell you, get up. Hmm. The second time as we read, what connection do you make to this passage?
While Jesus was still speaking, people came from the synagogue ruler's house, saying, Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher any more? But Jesus, when he heard the message spoken, immediately said to the ruler of the synagogue, Don't be afraid, only believe. Jesus allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Jesus came to the synagogue ruler's house, and he saw an uproar, weeping, and great wailing. When Jesus had entered in, he said to them, Why do you make an uproar and weep? The child is not dead, but is asleep. They ridiculed Jesus. But he, having put them all out, took the father of the child, her mother, and those who were with him, and went in where the child was lying. Taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means being interpreted, Girl, I tell you, get up! What connection do you make to this passage? For me, I thought of this experience I had in CPE. I um, was on call, and I got called up to a room where a little boy, maybe 12 years old, ironically, maybe 12, maybe 8, I don't really remember, where this little boy with Down syndrome had died. And I had done some work with the family, and I had done some more work with the family um, after that, and where I had to, like, just get them prepped to do the paperwork that has to be done, and I was on call and, you know, was trying to get it taken care of so that they wouldn't have to deal with someone new... And one of the parents just got really, or an uncle or someone got really frustrated with me. And I can't remember if that is before or after this. So what happened was, I go into the room. When Jesus had entered in to the uproar, weeping and great wailing, and the grandmother, I assumed it was the grandmother, an older woman looked at me and put her hands together and kind of bowed towards me kind of clearly indicating, you should pray, chaplain. And I waved my hands off and I shook my head and I did not. I didn't pray. I was the chaplain and I didn't pray. And I stood there and I didn't pray. And I soaked in all the obvious love and feeling and connection And I didn't name it out loud. I just kind of voyeuristically took it for myself and was there in it. And I felt kind of gross about it ever since. I should have prayed. They asked me to pray and I didn't. I could have honored the beauty of that space. I could have celebrated the life that this boy, that the connections that this family had... I could have imagined the glory of him getting to sit in Jesus' lap. And instead, I, being awkward, didn't do any of it. I thought of it all, but I didn't. I didn't. And I regret it.
This third time, as we read, what intention do you hold for yourself, having read and reflected on this passage together? While Jesus was still speaking, people came from the synagogue ruler's house saying, Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? But Jesus, when he heard the message spoken, immediately said to the ruler of the synagogue, Don't be afraid, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Jesus came to the synagogue ruler's house, and he saw an uproar, weeping and great wailing. When Jesus had entered in, he said to them, Why do you make an uproar and weep? The child is not dead, but is asleep. They ridiculed him. But he, having put them all out, took the father of the child, her mother, and those who were with him, and went in where the child was lying. Taking the child by the hand, Jesus said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, being interpreted, Girl, I tell you, get up. What intention do you set, do you hold, do you imagine for yourself, having read and reflected on this passage? For me, I took those words, they ridiculed him, and realized that, you know, Jesus, who so often knows the hearts and minds and thoughts of people around him, Jesus probably knows that they ridicule him, and he just goes about his own faith, his own business, his own calling. I have inverted that where I have often pleased other people with what I have done as an ACA and been about their business and stopped myself for fear of ridicule. And I've taken other people's ridicule on myself and made it my own. I can often be heard to say, yeah, you know, but like, that's just me. I'm a huge loser. You know, I'm the kind of person who can sing hymns for an hour without repeating, without Christmas, without Easter. Actually, I should try it because I don't know if I still could, maybe, but I just haven't spent enough time around hymns recently. So maybe there's something there, but really it's just to, as I stand on the precipice of perhaps starting a new job in a church well one to pray when people ask me but two to just go about what I feel called to do and not worry about other people's ridicule just to be myself and to let my faith grow and lead me and not to worry about other people's ridicule to affirm myself to give myself approval on a daily basis one of the ACA promises and not to fear other people's ridicule. Mm. There's a goal. (laughs) We'll see how it becomes action. (sighs) So, um, this reading is still the second Sunday of Epiphany, which I feel like I've read this collect probably 700 times is how it feels, having been so spread out. But because 
Lent starts so soon, and because uh, I'm tired of that one, I'm going to read the Collect for the third Sunday after Epiphany, and if I do any, if I do, if I record tomorrow before Lent begins, I'll read one of the other Epiphany Collects. Maybe the last Sunday after the Epiphany. And that'll be enough. It'll be good. It'll be good. (laughs) Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation, that we and the whole world may perceive the glory of his marvelous works, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours, friends. For you have within you, for you are the light of God, the light of the world. Always. Always.